That should clear the clouds away, right? No June gloom in here. I invite you to rise as you're able as we begin worship this morning, or continue, really. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who brings us safely through the sea, who gives us water from the rock, who leads us into the land of Milkenheim. Amen. Let us confess our sin, our, bring our brokenness to God in the presence of God and of one another. Merciful Father, we have sinned against heaven and before you. We do not fully live as your sons and daughters. We use your gifts to our own ends. Forgive us and restore us, that we may resist all that draws us away from you, our neighbors near and far, and your creation. Amen. My friends, hear the good news. Once dead in sin, we are now alive in Christ. Once lost, we are now found. God clothes you with the finest robe of all, the righteousness of Jesus Christ, forgiving you all your sins and making you a new creation. Amen.
you. And also with you. Let us pray. O Lord God, we bring before you the cries of a sorrowing world. In your mercy, set us free from the chains that bind us and defend us from everything that is evil. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. 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 I invite you to be seated and for the children to come forward at this time. Good morning. So we're going to hear a story today about Jesus doing something pretty amazing for someone. They were, they were in a real bad way, and Jesus healed them. And then after that's over, Jesus tells that person to just go and proclaim everything that God has done for that person. So I just thought it would be fun for us just to kind of brainstorm starting to just kind of think out loud about what God has done for you. Hmm. Gave us love. Bingo. So you can say, what great things God has done for us. He gave us love. What do you think God has done for you? It's cool. Just keep thinking. Lots of things. We can, what? Do you guys ever mess up? Do you ever do anything wrong? 
once in a while. What, what does God do for us when we mess up and we're really sorry about? Your baby sister does a few naughty things, doesn't she? <laughs> that's right, that's right. And sometimes we even do that too. We don't do everything that we're supposed to do. And, you know, we started our service out today by saying that to God. God, we've messed up. But what, is, what has God done for you in the fact that you've messed up? What is, has God done for you with it? What is it? Gives us mercy and forgiveness. That's right. In Jesus' name. That's right. See, you. He, gave us, he died for us on the cross. Absolutely. See, you guys, you know what God's done for you. That's pretty cool. And you can tell other people. You know, that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to tell other people all the great things God's done for us. So, we've got a good start. And I bet you if we started having everybody else join in, we could go for you know, a long time. But that's, that's cool. That's actually why we're here today. Because we're here to tell what great things God has done for us. Let's pray. Thank you, God, for these young people. Thank you that they know the great things you've done for them. Now, this day, especially bless them with your love and grace. May they know how precious they are to you to us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. And safety. Exactly. Oh man, we can just keep going. The first reading is from Isaiah chapter 65. I was ready to be sought out by those who did not ask to be found by those who did not seek me. I said, here I am, here I am, to a nation who did not call on my name. <clears throat> I held up my hands all day long to a rebellious people who walk in a way that is not good, following their own devices, a people who provoke me to my face continually sacrificing in gardens, and offering incense on bricks, who sit inside tombs and spend the night in secret places, who eat swine's flesh with broth of abominable things in their vessels, who say, keep to yourself, do not come near me, for I am too holy for you. These are smoke in my nostrils, a fire that burns all day long. <clears throat> Thus says the Lord, as the wine is found in the cluster, and they say, do not destroy it, for there's a blessing in it, so I will do for my servants' sake, and not destroy them all. I will bring forth descendants from Jacob, and from Judah, inheritors of my mountains. My chosen shall inherit it, and my servants shall set it there. The word of the Lord. Thanks I invite you to rise as we sing responsibly. <laughs> Thank you. 
The Holy Gospel according to Luke chapter 8. Then Jesus and his disciples arrived at the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. As he stepped out on land, a man of the city who had demons met him. For a long time, the man had worn no clothes, and he did not live in a house, but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he fell down before him and shouted at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, do not torment me. For Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many times, that unclean spirit had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles, but he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the wilds. Jesus then asked him, what is your name? The man said, legion, for many demons had entered him. The demons begged Jesus not to order them to go back into the abyss. Now there on the hillside, a large herd of swine was feeding, and the demons begged Jesus to let them enter those. So Jesus gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When the swineherd saw what had happened, they ran off and told it in the city and in the country. Then people came out to see what had happened, and when they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. Those who had seen it told them how the man, the one who had been possessed by demons, had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country, the Gerasenes, asked Jesus to leave them, for they were seized with great fear. So Jesus got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with Jesus. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. So the man went away, proclaiming throughout the city how much Jesus had done for him. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Gracious God, give us your Holy Spirit that we can continue to encounter your word this day and find you where you have promised to be. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> so what is going on in our scripture readings today? Interesting passage from Isaiah, and then this amazing story of Jesus encountering this legion of evil spirits and casting them out. What is going on? We, we are now in the ordinary Sundays 
of the summer, the Sundays after Pentecost, and we're going to be hearing from the Gospel of Luke a lot of Jesus's teachings and things that he did in the Gospel of Luke, some of which are unique to the Gospel of Luke. That's what we're going to be doing this summer. And so we get to the eighth chapter of Luke and we have this amazing story of Jesus going to the country of the Gerizines. What is going on here with this? So, so let's just... Um, Let's just kind of set the stage here with this story. So Jesus, what you didn't hear already, is that Jesus had asked the disciples to go across the Sea of Galilee to the other side. So if you think about that my hand being the Sea of Galilee and down here being the Dead Sea, okay, and the Sea of Galilee. So the, the east side of the Sea of Galilee with Capernaum and Magdala and um, Nazareth, that was known as Galilee and Tiberias. And so that was on the east side of the lake. And this was the Jewish side of the lake, starting really from Capernaum at, at the north and then going that way. And that was kind of the hometown of Jesus. And so G that's where the disciples are. And that's the Jewish side. We know this from archaeology too. We don't find any pig bones there in the first century excavations. So we know that this is Jewish people because they did not eat pork. And But then on the other side of the Sea of Galilee, we, we're pretty sure was kind of more of a Gentile area. Not that there weren't Jews, but this was the more Gentile area because on this side of the Sea of Galilee, we find pig bones and we find evidence of Gentiles and Romans and, and people who were not Jewish. And so when Jesus says, let's get on the, in the boat and go to the other side, to the area of the Gerizines, we don't exactly know where that was, but Jesus is saying to the disciples, let's go over to that scary, weird, unclean, dangerous place. What do you think the disciples were thinking about that? Were they like, oh goody? And of course, what you didn't hear just before this passage is they get in the boat and all of a sudden what happens? <sighs> Storm comes up. Water is crashing in the boat. They think they're done for. What's Jesus doing? Sleeping. Save us, Jesus. He stands up and rebukes the wind and the waves. Peace be still. And then he says, okay, let's keep going. And wouldn't you know it, as soon as they get across the lake, right there, they don't even set foot onto land, and there's this man with this, these unclean spirits, these demons that are named legion. Now, it's interesting, that was, that's a word from the Roman um, army. That's 5,000-some soldiers or so were named legion, but at, regardless... Lots of evil spirits were in this one man. They couldn't contain him. He lived in chains. He lived in the tombs. And so straightway, they know their, their time is up. They see that Jesus is the one who has the power over all evil. And so, you know, then we have this interesting dialogue. What's happening? Why is Jesus doing that? What's going on there? It's interesting. Luke doesn't tell us why he went over there. He tells us what he did. But maybe, maybe the book of Isaiah, this part that we heard this morning, actually helps us with that. 
Do you remember the beginning of the text there? You can even look at it in your bulletin if you want. It begins with saying, I was ready to be found by a people who were not seeking me. Now, wait a minute. That's... God is saying, and this is, you know, a time when the people have probably come back from exile, you know, some 500 years, 400 years before Jesus. And um, God said through the prophet, there'll come a time when those who are not seeking me are going to find me. These other nations that do abominable things like eat pigs and eat unclean things and have different sacrifices and all kinds of things up in these different places. These people are actually going to find me. That's what the prophet said. And guess the territory. This northwest side of the Sea of Galilee was the Gentile area was the place um, that, um, that maybe Jesus is going across so he can go across there and do this amazing thing and do exactly what Isaiah said would happen. God would show up, people would find God who weren't seeking God, and God would show up in their midst and say, here I am, here I am. I mean, somebody should tell God that in hide and seek, somebody has to hide first before you say, here I am. But isn't this amazing? This amazing text that that Jesus goes across the lake to the Gentile area to, to do something amazing, show his dramatic power to a people who are not seeking him, who don't want him. And then, goodness gracious, even after he does the miracle, they still don't want him. Get out of here. (laughs) Get out of here. I think that that is a really interesting thing. Because don't, doesn't it say in the Bible, in fact, doesn't Jesus say, you know, knock and what? The door will be opened. Seek. In Revelation, Jesus stands at the door. He stands at the door and knocks. He says, open up. (laughs) Jesus seemed, seek ye first. And all this will be added unto you. Come on, you got to know the whole thing, right? So Jesus seems to talk very favorably about seeking. He calls us to seek. That's a good thing. But wait a minute, what's going on here? God is saying that people are going to find me that weren't seeking me. I'm just going to come to them. And look at, does Jesus ask the man with the demon, uh, do you mind if I come over today? He just steps off that boat and invades their, ter- invades their territory and shows his power and casts that demon out and puts that man back in his right mind, delivers him from that, that horrible evil. He didn't ask him permission. He didn't ask him to make a decision. He just said, I'm coming to get you. And I'm going to claim your territory. I'm going to step into your life. And the people that are going to, they're going to be, they're gonna, people are going to find me that weren't seeking me. <laughs> oh man, are you hearing the gospel now? 
Oh, are you? I mean, putting aside the debates we have about baptism and whether you should baptize infants or not within Christendom and all of that, but does anything say more beautifully that those who weren't seeking me will find me than infant baptism? I mean, what does that baby say? Come, please come, God. No, no, no. God just comes and takes them to himself, just like Jesus took those little children, and he makes them their, his own. They weren't seeking him, but he went and found them. But isn't that true about all of us, whether we're infants or adults? Isn't it true that really, when it comes down to our relationship with God, it wasn't we who chose God, it was God came to us. You know, I think Jesus said this, didn't he, somewhere in the Gospel of John? Jesus himself said, I chose you. You did not choose me. I chose you. You did not choose me. That is the pure, beautiful gospel. That before we make any decision, before we do any seeking, God comes to us out of his pure grace and love and claims us and lays hold of us. He invades our territory whether we want him there or not. My goodness, this just, you ought to be just jumping out of your pew this morning to hear this. Do you know what that means? It means that when you may be going through a tough time in your life and you're not seeking much, or maybe there's been a time in your life and maybe you just happened in the church today um, where you're like, you know, I'm not sure I want anything to do with God. Um, and you even forsake God and you just, you're like Jonah, I'm running away. I think this is crazy. You know what that means? That means that God is still coming to you. Even when you're not seeking, God's going to be there so that you can find God. God will not leave you or abandon you. That is awesome. That is awesome. That is good news. Even, I just, those words just keep dripping into, you know, people will find me who were not seeking me. Isn't that all of us? That God finds us. We don't find God, and he sought us out. Man, that's just the coolest thing of all times, I think. That's what God did in Jesus. And Jesus just shows that so beautifully. Man, he goes right into the most evil of evils and someone that's so possessed, so um, oppressed, and he delivers them and sets them free. If that isn't a foretaste of what Jesus would do on the cross and in the resurrection, I don't know what it is. Because truthfully, when we are connected to Christ, when he chooses us and we receive him in baptism and faith, when we come to this table, when we hear the word, um, that's what what he does for us today over and over again. He, he delivers us from evil, from death, from sin. Over and over again, he keeps doing that every Sunday, every day we turn to him, every moment in our lives until the day when everything will be made right in the future. Until then, we keep getting set free. That is just the gospel. Thanks be to God. I could sit down. But this is the late service. You, you get the sermon. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I like to say that. I was going to tell you this anyway. Because I, we, we can't stop here because Jesus still says, seek me. But I think this is the trick. 
We want to find God with our own efforts, climbing the ladder, come, doing whatever incantations or in, you know, rituals or whatever things we want to do. We want to we muster our way up to God so we can say, see God, look, I climbed this mountain to you. Look what I did. You know, that's the kind of seeking God is not interested in. And in fact, that's why God says to the people of Israel, you guys, you missed it. I'm going to go be found by people who aren't even looking for me, like all of us. That's not the kind of seeking God wants, but God does want us to seek God. That's why you're here today. You're seeking God. You're seeking. And, but here's the trick. God wants us to seek God where God has said God will be. Where do you, you know, you can find God out in creation. Sure, beautiful, love it. You can find God in your hot tub in the backyard. Fine, good. That's beautiful. But guess what? God didn't tell you to find him there. You know where God told you to find him? He gave you a church and he gave you the word. And he said, I promise you, I guarantee you, no matter what happens, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation, I will be there in the proclamation of the word. And that's where you want to find me. You open up that Bible, you hear the good news preached. That's where I will be. You want to find me, go there. And then just to top it off, like icing on the cake, God said, guess what? Also, Jesus said, you know what? Do this in remembrance of me. And when you do this, you put my word with this supper. This is my body. This is my blood of the new covenant. You want to find the new covenant and grace and forgiveness and mercy and love right here. (laughs) This is the spot. This is where God said, hey, everybody, find me right here. That's the kind of seeking that God wants. You see the difference? Our achievement as human beings and our, between that and our acceptance of what God has told us where to go, where to find him. That's the difference. That's why you're here. That's what's happening right now. What do you do? Well, you do what Jesus told that man to do. I mean, he wanted to go with Jesus. Let me get back in the boat with you. And Jesus said, "Uh -uh uh-uh, you stay here. You stay right in your home and you tell everyone what God has done for you. Can we do that? Can we say, you know what? Yeah, I don't know about that question, but I know that God has claimed me and has poured his love into my heart and I have his grace and forgiveness and mercy and I carry his promised presence with me everywhere I go. We carry that with us everywhere we go, even through all the losses and the temptations and the struggles and the hurts of life. We have the promise that God's got hold of us and he won't let us go, that he's gonna walk through us through everything thick and thin with us that we have a promise to cling to, to hold on to our whole lives. Can you tell people that at some point in time? Wow, the kids did it. We can do it, you know. Ah, Thank goodness that those who were not seeking have been found. 
that we've been found. Let us tell the wonderful, amazing things God has done for us in Christ Jesus. Amen.
I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of the saints, the forgiveness of the sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray now for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus, for all people everywhere, according to their need. Lord Jesus, we give you thanks for the power you have to rid us of all the things that might possess us. Let our ears be open and your voice clear as you seek to hear and follow, to be centered and to serve. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O God, we live in a world that is full of tensions, chaos, and violence. We pray for your peace in the Middle East, especially as tensions rise between our own nation and Iran. We pray for peace as all seek access to water. Give us peace in our homes and in our hearts and make us good stewards of one another's peace. Lord, in your mercy, hear Spirit of God, be with graduates in their transitions, be with teachers and administrators in their rest, be with our ministries this summer, especially this weekend as family camp wraps up, we connect our picnic, and we launch in the middle camp. Bless service and fellowship this summer. Lord, in your mercy, hear our Lord God, we Pray for the Thompson family. Continue to pray for them as they mourn the death of Cheryl's dad, Jerry. And certainly for Samantha Ferry and her family as they mourn the death of her grandfather, Dan Winslow. We lift before you those facing cancer in our midst. Linda and Tim, Angela, Harry, <coughs> Dave, Gail, Jim, Ron, Kathy, and Carol. And for those who are deployed and their families here at home. For Rebecca, Eric, Megan, Jerry, Andrew, and David. And for many for whom we continue to pray, as well as those we name before you now. God, we pray for Cliff Adams, Craig Adams' dad, after experiencing a severe stroke, and he's in ICU, and we pray for his healing, for you to be with his family. We also pray for Grant, his family, Mary's friend, Grant, who passed away, and we pray that put Grant in your arms and you Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in the love and mercy and healing that you have shown through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you all. And also with you. We share that peace with one another.
uh, make that connection. Also want to note that, of course, there are a lot of things going on as the summer continues to hopefully heat up. <laughs> uh, but look at the beacon for ministry opportunities there, and also the ministry card is a way to connect, certainly also with prayers, things like that, uh, too. I do want to highlight just a few things this morning, of course. First and foremost, uh, the church picnic is happening out at Luther Haven. Uh, you're like, what's Luther Haven? Where's that? Uh, there are maps uh, in the entry that you can grab on your way out. Um, but that starts at uh, around 12.30, and we'll be gathering together for food, games, things like that. If you can bring something great, if you can't, that's fine. Or if you can pick up a bag of chips on the way out or something like that just to help share. There'll be hot dogs and uh, kind of the main course items that are, that are there for you. Hot dogs, hamburgers, I think it is, yeah. Um, I want to note also that uh, there was no, um, there wasn't a printout in the paper of the time for Joanne Morris's memorial service. That will be here tomorrow at 1 p.m. So just so you know, and if there's anybody you want to pass that along to, since it wasn't in the, in the announcement in the obituary. And then also, uh, we have a great ministry, a women's uh, ministry with all kinds of facets here in this church. But one of the really great ones is the women's retreat for all uh, ages for our adult women. And... Uh, we like to support those scholarships. And so July 7th, there's a brunch to help with that. But we're needing some help to um, provide that brunch in order to raise those funds. So you don't have to be a woman to support. In fact, it's nice for our guys to say, wow, we really value our wives and our women in this congregation, and we want to support that. So um, July 7th is when that brunch will be happening, if you can help out. Yeah, it's in the ministry card. Yeah, it's a good, great way to yeah. OK, want to welcome those who are guests. Today, if you would like to introduce yourself or be introduced, we'd love to have that happen now. Anybody over this direction? How about this way? Anybody over here? Yeah, please. I have a dear friend who's from North Carolina, Barbara Lucci. Welcome, Barbara, from North Carolina. Yes, please. Jackson on a youth trip. We've got some jellyfish over there. Anybody else? Okay, all right. We'll continue our worship with our pledges and offerings.
Let us pray. God of mercy and grace, we offer joy and thanksgiving which you have first given us, ourselves, our times, and our possessions, signs of your gracious love. Receive them for the sake of him who offered himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give God thanks and praise. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, Almighty and merciful God, through our Savior Jesus Christ, who on this day overcame death and the devil and has set all free. And so, with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory, full of your glory, Hosanna.
and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.